Thank you for joining Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the Word. We welcome all of you joining us by television or those of you joining us at airjesus.com. Stay tuned to today's message. It's part three of this three-part series that we've been doing on walking in obedience. Walking in obedience. And it's a powerful thing. Obedience is, is uh, vital to our relationship with God. It's, it's vital to us living a blessed life, a life... Um, where you can feel assured and have confidence that you're, you're walking in the will of God when you're obedient. And, and it's something about, it's a, it's a process that's day by day. And it's each day, it's basically saying to yourself each day that I want to do things that please God today. I want to make sure I'm pleasing God today. And that's really what obedience is. It's in its simplest form, it's making a decision daily that I want to do things that please God today. I want to do things that please God today. And that's, that's walking in obedience. Open your Bible to uh, Deuteronomy chapter 5. Deuteronomy chapter 5. You will see something here that, that, that God says that's, that's really powerful. Deuteronomy chapter 5. Let's just read verse 29 and verse 33. Deuteronomy chapter 5 verse 29 and 33. Let's read those two verses there together in unison. When you get there, say amen. Deuteronomy chapter 5, 29 and 33. Verse 29. Ready? Read. Oh, that there were such an heart in them that they would fear me and keep all my commandments always, that it might be well with them and with their children forever. Verse 33, ye shall walk in all the ways which the Lord your God hath commanded you, that ye may live, and that it may be well with you, and that ye may prolong your days in the land which ye shall possess. I like that. So verse 33 is talking about walking in obedience. Notice it says, ye shall walk. Ye shall walk in all the ways which the Lord your God hath commanded you, that you might live, that it might be well with you. In verse 29, notice that it says that it might be well with them and with their children. So not only, not only does walking in obedience bless your life, it blesses the very life of your children. And so God simply wants us to, he wants things to go well with us. How many of you want things to go well with you? I want things to go well with me. And so he gives this simple, simple key. He simply says, all you got to do is obey my voice, obey my voice, keep my commandments. And so that life can go well with you and with your children. And I'll even extend your days. And I love verse 29. This really struck my spirit. Look at verse 29. I like the way it opens up. It just says, oh, oh. Now I read another translation and they put an H on it. O-H. Oh. And, it's, it's, and this is a picture of God. And God is really, he's exclaiming. He's, he, it's really his excitement. And so God is saying, oh, if only, and it's almost, you can tell that God is, he's holding something back. It's, it's, it's as if he knows what would happen if people would obey him. And so God is, he has, he has excitement here. 
and he has, he's holding it back and he says, oh my goodness, if only people would obey me, they would not believe the good things that would come into their lives and the good things that I have in store for them and the good things that they'll bump into on the path of obedience. He said, oh, you can tell it's like God is, he's reserving it. He's holding it. And he knows uh, beforehand all of the wonderful things that he wants to do for those who are willing to be obedient. So he gets excited. He said, oh, my goodness. Oh, if only they would obey me. If only they would listen to me. If only they would follow my commands. I'll lead them into wonderful places and I'll do wonderful things for their lives. And so God got excited. And I got excited about that. I said, wow, that's good. God got so excited. He said, oh, oh my goodness, if they would only listen to me. If they would only obey me. So God has this wonderful desire for us to have his best. He wants us to have his best. And he simply said, how different my people, how different their lives would be if they would only obey me. How, how, how much uh, more I would bless them if only they would obey me. And so we, we are just, we're, we're thrilled to find out how much God wants to bless those who are obedient to him and that our lives are sometimes filled with unnecessary trouble and pain and heartache. Um, really, it's unnecessary because if we would simply obey God, we could alleviate all of that junk from our lives. And, you know, God was leading his people here in Deuteronomy. And he was he was simply saying this is why he was saying, oh, he was he was leading them. And if they would have followed him, he was just going to lead them straight on into the promised land. They were walking and he was leading and he was saying, oh, my goodness, if they'll only follow me. He knew what he had in store for them, but they just started acting the fool. And they just wouldn't obey. And they were stiff-necked and hard-hearted. And God could not do for them what he wanted to do. And so it frustrated God. It frustrates him when we are not able to receive the blessings that he has in store for us when we don't do what's right. And so it actually... it. It frustrates because he can't he can't deliver what he's already prepared. It's almost like if you had bought something for your child, if they made certain grades and they didn't make the grades and then you can't give them what you had bought them. And so it frustrates you because you had such good plans. You had such good will for them and toward them if they had performed at a certain level, but they didn't. And so you are forced to um, withhold your goodness. And so that's the way God felt. He said, oh, my goodness. Oh, if they would only obey me, he was going to lead them right on into the promised land. But as a result, couldn't take them in. And as you know, made them circle and die out over 40 years. And it's a picture there of the power of being able to walk in obedience. And, you know, God, um, I shared this the first during the first session that there are really three forms of obedience that are uh, forefront. Number one, that's obeying the written word. That's obeying the Bible. Number two, uh, there's the form of obedience where we obey our, uh, we obey the Holy Spirit within our own hearts. That is the that's the new covenant. That's the that is the law that is written in our heart. It's the inward witness of the Holy Spirit who prompts us to do certain things or act a certain way. Um, and so that's that's the second way. And then the third thing is uh, doing what's right, 
because it's right. There are certain areas that may not be, you can't find it in the Bible. You're not getting an inward leading on what to do, but you know that you need to do what's right simply because it's right. And so those are the three primary areas of obedience in dealing with God, his word, obeying his word, obeying the Holy Spirit in our hearts, and then doing what's right because it's right. Uh, we get a picture of that in Exodus 15, 26. It kind of it, it sort of summarizes all, all three of those things. Notice what it says. You don't have to turn there. But it says, if thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God and give ear to all his commandments and keep all his statutes and do that which is right in his sight, then will I put none of the diseases upon you that are brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. So notice, he encompassed all three of those things. He said, if you would obey his voice, you keep his, uh, give it to his commandments, keep his statutes, and then do what's right in the sight. So those are those, that's, those are those three areas. And so that's the, that's the, um, number one is obeying the word, uh, is doing what you know to do from the word. Sometimes God doesn't have to, um, try to tell you everything because you know right and wrong based on his word. He's given us his word. He's, he's revealed his law to us. And so we're to act in accordance with what we know to do. So often people are trying to do what they don't know to do, and they haven't done the things they know to do. So you start here. You start with what you know to do. And the more you start doing here what you know to do, then the more God will be able to lead you in the things you don't know to do. And because you have to be very careful, those who, um, <clears throat> you know, as I was thinking about this, a lot of times when people are trying to obey that second area of obedience where you're obeying the leading of God in your heart, the Holy Spirit in your heart, you have to be very careful there because a lot of people are misled. They are doing things they think God told them to do. They're doing things that, you know, they thought it was God, and they find out that they can get themselves into trouble because it wasn't God at all. Somehow they missed it, and it was just a misdirection in their own minds or some other influence, and they can, you know, be doing something under the guise that God told me to do it, and all along, you know, they can really get themselves in some deep water and get in trouble trying to follow God when it wasn't God at all. And so you have to really be careful with number two when you're being led by an inner voice or when you're being led by what something is telling you. Because if you don't have a good Bible base and if you don't have a good knowledge and working knowledge and relationship with God, you can really get in trouble with number two. You can really you can be misguided. You can be misled. And so it takes time to develop a relationship with God to know his voice. Now, Jesus said. He says, my sheep um, hear my voice and they follow me. So we know that we have a right as children of God to know God's voice. That is a, that is a Bible right. That's a that's a privileged right that we have as children of God to know his voice and to be led by him. But it takes time to develop that so that you can walk in assurance and confidence that this is God. And so that takes relationship building with God. That takes time spent with God. That takes obeying God in little things. Before you get off in the deep things trying to obey God. God's not going to lead you off in the deep things. No need are you going over uh, into China being a missionary because God told you to go. And you haven't gone to your neighbor next door who God told you to go to. You all understand that? See, God will lead you in little things first before he give you something big 
to direct your life in. So we have to be careful to obey God in the little things. Go to your next door neighbor first and invite them to church. (laughs) Pray with them. And then as you begin to build up and understand, you'll be able to recognize God. And maybe one day he will lead you to China. But normally that's not something God will start you out with when you have no experience with his um, voice. You have no knowledge of his word. So number one, start in the word. Become acquainted with God through his word and uh, begin to obey his word first. And then start growing in that relationship of obeying your inner voice because your inner voice will become more trustworthy when it's filled with the word. When it's filled with the word, then you can recognize God's voice. You can recognize God's way because there are certain things God wouldn't tell you to do. And so when you have enough of the written word in your heart, it'll help you being to be led by the living word, the rhema word that he'll speak to you to direct you in your life. So those are the first two. And, and that number three is doing what's right because it's right. But uh, all of these are a part of walking in obedience. And remember, I said that it's, it's really it's day by day making a decision day by day that I want to do those things that are pleasing to God day by day. That is simple obedience that I want to do what I know to, to, to be right. And I want to obey. I want to have a tender leading of God in my heart. I want to obey God. I want to please God. Nothing else pleases God as much as a heart that is surrendered and submitted to him. In fact, obedience literally means it means to hear or to listen um, with a with a submission to do to hear or to listen with a submission to do. So it means you're willing to hear it and submit and do it. That's what obedience is. You're willing to hear it, submit to it and do it. And so um, it is it's a powerful way to live, to walk in Obedience And God will lead you. The more you develop into this, God will lead you and your obedience can literally become life saving to you. Your obedience, God will tell you to do some things that can literally save your life. I remember once I was driving and I didn't have my seatbelt on and I had been driving about 15 minutes without my seatbelt on. And all of a sudden I just felt the impression of the Holy Spirit is just telling me to put on my seatbelt. And I obeyed and I put my seatbelt on. And about five minutes later, probably less than five minutes, I was in a major car collision, major car collision. And if I had not listened to the Holy Spirit telling me to put on my seatbelt, I probably would not be standing here today. And I thought back on it after that accident. I said, my God, I had just put my seatbelt on just a couple of minutes before this major collision And when the policeman saw my car, he just knew I was injured and I got out and there was not a scratch on me. Praise God. Praise God. Not a scratch on me. Now, if I hadn't put that seatbelt on, I would have gone straight through the windshield. And that thing really, that really ministered to me. I said, wow, if I had not been obedient to God's leading in my heart. And so God will lead you. In fact, I I heard a testimony of a lady, and this was kind of bizarre. It was a lady, she was in another country. She says she was in the downtown area of her her country, in the downtown area. And she said the Holy Spirit just prompted on her to drop to the ground, right right out on the street corner. He was just impressed to her to drop and lay on the ground. And she says she obeyed. She says she just dropped and, you know, just sprouted out on the ground. A few seconds after she did that, there was an explosion and shrapnel went all through that area 
And because she was obedient, she was laid below the shrapnel and was not injured, was not hurt. Her life was spared. And so you'd be surprised. You know, the Holy Spirit will lead you to see he'll save your life. He'll save your life. Bishop Dale, I remember him sharing this years ago, but he said one day he was at his office and the Holy Spirit just led him to pray right then, right there. And he said he dropped his head and began to just, he didn't know exactly what to pray for. So he just began praying in other tongues. He said, come to find out a little later, at that same exact moment, his oldest daughter had fallen out of the window of their second story at home. And the little girl fell out of the women, out of the window, second story, fell on the patio, was not hurt, no scratch on her. And he said, he thought back on it, he said it was the exact time the Holy Spirit led him to pray. Now, he was in a different area, different location at work. His daughter was at home, but the Holy Spirit knew that. And so the Holy Spirit prompted him to pray, interceding, interceding for his daughter. He didn't even quite know what he was praying for. But the Holy, the Bible says the Holy Spirit is able to make intercession for us through groanings, through praying in another language. And so he saw there that God had him praying for his daughter's protection right at the exact moment she fell out the window. Now, I've noticed about God, sometimes God will... You know, God can have you to avert a situation altogether, but other times God will simply protect you through it. And I can't explain the difference. I don't know. Now, God could have prevented me from being in the accident altogether, but I didn't complain as long as I was able to step out of it without a scratch on me. You know, any way God want to do it, it's fine. <laughs> God, if you want to take me through it, as long as there ain't a scratch on me, you know, he took me through it without, I got out without, literally without a scratch on me. Now, he could have inverted me and sent me somewhere else, but he, you know, however God wants to do it, sometimes he'll take you through it and he'll protect you through it. Other times he'll avert you around it so you don't even have to go through it. So I can't case, I can't tell you why he does, what he does, how he does, when he does. But all I know is he does. <laughs> one man, I heard one man's testimony concerning this. He said he was, he was driving and... He said he felt the Lord leading him to go down another street and he didn't obey, didn't listen. He said he just kept on the same journey and he was in a bad collision and got hurt pretty bad. And he said he thought back on it. He said, man, if I had only obeyed God, God was trying to send me down another way. And so you just never know. So, you know, when when it is when there are some things that are really not going to make much difference, I would say obey them. You know, it's not, it's, honestly, it's not much difference between you taking a different route home. So if you feel impressed to take a different route home, obey that because it's not going to hurt you. Even if you're missing God, it ain't, that's not going to hurt you. And so God will train us up first in ways that won't hurt us. He's not going to have you doing something that will hurt you and you not knowing whether that's God or not. No, he'll train you up in little things first so that you can begin to get comfortable with his leading. So when you feel something impressed, I was going into a, I was, go, I was going into a quick trip one night. And right before I got to the door, I felt a hesitancy in me. And I knew I wasn't supposed to go in there. I didn't know why. And I did not stick around to ask why. I hightailed it back to my car and got out of there so fast. And I don't know what would have happened to me, but right before I went in, I, I mean, it was a serious hesitancy that do not go into this place. And I don't know to this day what would have happened if I had gone in, but folks, I didn't stick around and find out. <laughs> See, that didn't hurt me. That did not hurt me to obey that. 
because, you know, you know, that might have been God saving my life. That might have been somebody in there who was getting ready to case the joint and case me and follow me back to my car and, you know, do all kind of things. But God could have protected me right there. So in that instance, I obeyed. I obeyed. So anytime you, you receive these leadings where it's not going to make much difference, obey that always because these are the primary steps in de- uh, developing and, and building that sensitivity to God's leading into your heart. And so he'll start you with little things before he ever have you launching out. Some people just launch out into some crazy areas that are life threatening. And you, you don't have to be really careful with that because you gotta, you gotta really know is that God or not? Is that me or is that, you know, is that something or did I eat too late last night? <laughs> so walking in obedience is, is, um, is vital. To our lives is vital to our blessing in life is vital to our protection is vital to our family and, and God is always 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 this is something I like first John you don't have to turn there but first John chapter 5 verse 3 says this it says that the commandments of God are not grievous they're not grievous another translation says they're not oppressive or burdensome in other words God is never telling you to do something to hurt you. No, God's always working for your benefit, for your good, or if it's not for your good directly in a sense, it's at least for his purpose. So always know that, that when God's telling you to do something, it's always for his purpose or it's always for your benefit. It's always for his purpose or it's always for your benefit. So even though... At the time that you're doing, it may not be something you want to do. It may seem grievous. No, the commandments of God are, are not burdensome. They're not irksome. They're not, um, they're not there to hurt you or to cause harm to you. They're always there for your good, always there for your favor. So God's always trying to lead you to a place of promise. Notice he was always leading his people to a place a promise. So God is always trying to do you good. He's always trying to do you good. And so whenever God tells us something, a lot of times he won't tell us why, but he'll just tell us to do something. But remember, it is always for your good. And science now validates all the commandments of God. Science will validate when God told you don't eat all of those crazy uh, parts of, of pork and shellfish and all these. Well, science validates all that stuff is high in cholesterol. That stuff will kill you. Now you understand why God told you not to eat it to begin with. And so many of the laws of God are scientifically validated and proven to be beneficial if we we'll simply obey them. I want you to go to airjesus.com. You can listen to this message, message number 7401 is in its entirety. You can also email it to a friend absolutely free of charge. Thank you so much for joining us today at Brothers of the Word, because, brother, you need the Word. You are listening to AirJesus.com and the OnlineWord.com. This was the third message in the Walking in Obedience series by C. Elijah Bronner. This message is number 7401. That's 7401. To listen to the entire series, click series on the onlineword.com, listen to airjesus.com and the onlineword.com often, and keep your spirit charged up.